Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk, a traditional Wiccan podcast where we will discuss topics affecting the Pagan community from a traditionalist perspective. The topics we discuss are picked from our magical hat and the discussions are unscripted. The talks will be led by Lady Keegan, second degree priestess. She's joined by Lord Chase Knight Smith, elder and high priest of third degree. Pagan Coffee Talk is brought to you by Life Temple and Seminary. Welcome to Pagan Coffee Talk. I'm Keegan, and as always, Lord Knight. The topic today, magic versus delusion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, God. What's the delusion? (laughs) The delusion. I gotta get another definition. Please hold. <laughs> okay, look. Alistair Crowley defines magic as the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. Yes. And I think we would agree that that's what we consider magic. Yes. That's one of the 50 billion definitions of magic. Yes. Yes. But I read another one recently. And it says, magic is the means by which the physical and emotional selves can be aligned with divinity inherent in our world. That sounds more like religion side of what we do. Well. And less to do with, quote unquote, magic. How do we know? What do you mean? What we do is magic, and we're not just deluding ourselves to believe something that's actually not true. Because we have subjective reality and objective reality. Right. We have a bias to want to see things in a certain light. I think the majority of times we question ourselves more. If it's working or not? Yeah. Or if... Or I think we question more of the along the lines of, are we perceiving reality or are we perceiving something through the filter of our own bias? Subjective reality. Right. I think we ask that question more than the average. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Well, sure. I think Do so. you I not? Think... I try not to. You try not to, but you know you do. Is it because we we know that there's so, a fine so, line between right. delusion and magic, and we know our toes are there, and it's very easy to get delusional, so we have to keep grounded and be with objective reality. Right. But doing that, do you think that hinders the magic itself? No, because we're looking at the aftermath of a spell. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason I like to use the definition of magic as a manipulation of the odds. It's easier to then look at something objectively without bias. If you think about it as manipulation of the odds. Uh, Right. You do a spell for a job, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Can anybody say for 100% the spell was the final percentage that pushed you over the edge to get that job. 
or was it your abilities? Well, there's no way that objective reality can discredit right subjective reality. It's your reality. It's your, it's your right experience. Right. But again, if you're using a spell to try to get a job, right, that you're mm-hmm. not qualified for, right? Mm-hmm. So if I went out here and fell out an application to get a job as a mechanic, mm-hmm. how's that going to help me keep that job? I mean, you know, again, if I, get the, if I cast a spell to get this job, right, and I go through the whole process and I actually get the job, me not knowing anything, so it's not based on my skills, right? Mm-hmm. Then we'd have to say it was the spell. Right. But the other way around, most people would sit there and go, no, it's your skill or your experience level, your education. That's subjective reality. Right. It's hard to tell. That's why I said casting a spell to enhance your odds of an outcome of a future event. Um, what you're talking about, I think, or to me, what I hear, the saying, it's an old adage, says, herbs heal our bodies, spells to make our spirits whole. Yeah. To me, that says, you're going to do something physical to help that spell. You're going to take the herbs right. or the medicine to help your body heal, but you're also going to cast a spell to enhance. But right. you have to have both. So if you're looking for a job, you can cast a spell. You also have to put resumes out. Right. Maybe but then on the other, training. But then on the other hand, in our tradition, we'd be the first one to sit there and say, if your spiritual life's in order, everything else seems to fall into place. The need to cast spells seem to diminish. Well, is that because spiritually, once we get spiritually balanced, anything that you go, oh, I need to cast a spell for to us, we kind of go, well, it happens, and it's not that big of a deal. There's not a need to cast a spell. We can get over this. Right. So we can handle. We can handle that. What we wind up getting trained to do is, okay, let's say we put in for a promotion, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't get it. Our training and stuff automatically kicks in, and our first thought is, okay, I need to find out what I need to do to guarantee that next time that a position like this comes open, I can get it. Right. Either A, through more education, more hard work, doing certain projects or whatever. What does upper management need to see from me so that when that position or position like this comes open again, they're going to go, I want this guy. And it's because we're trained to take responsibility for our actions. For our actions. Again, this isn't no spell or anything. Again, this is our automatic assumption. Mm -hmm. So we go and have that meeting with that boss. As actually somebody who has done this before, you get really weird looks from bosses when you do this. (laughs) Because the majority of times what they're used to is, well, what did that person got that I ain't got? I got more experience. They don't deserve this. Right. I think y'all have made a horrible mistake. What? Think about the difference of thought process here. Am I making any sense there? Yeah, to me, sure. The difference is, is it's all their fault or the person who got the job's fault. And it's a slight against the individual. Our thought is apparently this person's got some skill or some extra experience or whatever that yeah. I don't have. 
Mm-hmm. That's our first thought, yes. Right. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to ask, hey, what do I need to do to guarantee this? And we're probably not going to leave that meeting or anything until we got some objective goals, measurable goals, something we can sit there and go, okay, well, you need me to have more education in this field. Or I need an associate's degree or a degree or bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. We're not going to leave there with, well, keep doing what you're doing. What? Right. Because, I mean, to me, you know, if you sit there and say that, okay, you hired this person because they are related to you somehow or they're a friend of a friend or the friend of the boss. It ha- that happens, though. And, I mean, and it happens. And, you know, you can't necessarily blame those who are going, yeah, I don't want this person. I'd rather have this person. But, but then those people normally don't stay in those positions quite that long. What about other types of magic? What about other uses for magic besides spell work? I know in the witch community, the first thing people think is spells, spells, spells. But Spells, spells, spells. And here's what's really confusing. The same method that we use to cast the spell is the same method that we use to cast that circle. And that's where I was heading. (laughs) All right. Why we're not referring to rituals as spells, right? Right. That these are times to celebrate a god. And if you're doing something, we have a hard time about doing spell works and certain rites and stuff during certain Sabbaths, mm-hmm. per se, because, you know, our belief is, is that, hey, these times are set aside for the gods. Yes, particularly Beltane. Right. You know, especially when we're talking about the grants. Mm-hmm. But that same method that we use, at least for casting the circle, is the same thing as magic. But we're not really doing spells in ritual. Uh, no. We're doing the celebration of the gods, trying to glean their wisdom and knowledge of what we need to know then, you know, what lessons need to be learned and move on. Communicating with the divine. The divine, you know, attuning ourselves to the cycles of nature, not casting money spells, not casting love spells, not casting spells. Oh, I need peace and tranquility. Meditate more. Right, right. Do the work. Do the work. But when we cast circle, how far can I take this? <laughs> Just remember, and of course, everybody, everybody's going to get a Twitter over this. Uh, the hows are the mysteries. The hows. Okay. When we cast circle, we do warp space time. Right. Would you call that magic? Yes. But that's not manipulating the odds. It is warping it, space-time. That's objective to me. That's well, not- yes, but in doing this, you are warping the odds. What's the odds of this happening? She's talking about mecha- quantum mechanics. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Right. <laughs> I guess a lot of people seem to misunderstand this is most magic works on the quantum level. Versus the actual physical level. Oh, yeah. The quantum level is the fun level. Yes. No, you cannot break the laws of physics and nature and 
But when you go to a quantum realm, the rules change a little. Uh, just a tad. Just a tad. You might not be able to bend the spoon with your mind, you know, as if you were grasping with two hands and blah, blah, right. blah. But there is a chance that with enough concentration and enough energy built up in the whole nine yards that you can excite the subatomic particles mm-hmm. in that spoon to cause a reaction. Oh, yeah. To either weaken the metal, to heat the metal up so it will bend. Uh, yeah. But again, we're talking about the difference between a delusion and magic. Right. In, in our tradition, this is where we're going to get into a lot of problems. Our tradition that we pretty much follow is old guard paganism. Mm-hmm. And in our logic is, is that as long as we are living and adjusting and attuning ourselves to the cycles of life and the universe that we don't need spells as much. No, we rarely work with spells. Right. We're sitting back, okay, I'm fed. I have a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. Family's healthy. Uh, yeah. Ish. <laughs> We're not sitting there going, oh, but, you know, it's not a five-bedroom house and multiple car. No. We have a roof over our head. We're warm and we're fed. We're fed. No, it's not steak tartare. Yeah. Or um, filet mignon. Filet mignon. Yeah I, yeah, I don't like filet mignon anyway. I mean, it's not that expensive steak life. Give me ground beef. I'm fine. At the end of the day, it is that simpler is better. Yeah. And it's not that we frown upon spell work. No. Spells are great. If you want to talk about doing a spell, I'll listen all day long. I will do them. They're fine. We They're just fine. That's not the first line of defense that we go to. No, no. Because a lot of the backlash and stuff that people talk about, it could just be the emotional falling out. I mean, because you actually, to power a spell, you actually have to build up some emotions. If you want it to work. If you want it to work. But to think that doing these intense motions like that don't have a physical effect and a mental effect and an emotional effect on you. All right. Let me paint you a picture here. Okay. Paint me a picture. This dude wants to fly. This dude dude wants to fly. He wants to fly. Get on a plane. plane. No, no. He wants to fly. He's going to be a bird. So he studies aerodynamics and he finds a cliff and he goes to the top of the cliff He's going to use magic, and he's going to jump off this cliff, and he's going to fly. I think mm-hmm. we would agree. He's delusional. Well, again, the odds of this actually happening is an astronomical number. So you're he saying cannot, there is odds that he could, odds. in fact, fly. <laughs> anything, okay, first of all, anything is possible. And this is where a lot of people get confused. Anything's possible. You name it. As outrageous as you think, right? But you don't want to open that door now, do you? Well, for as outrageous as any idea is, it is a possibility. The likelihood of this happening might be 1% to some astronomical number. So you're You're saying that we manipulate the odds to change objective reality. Yes. 
which goes back to Alistair Crowley's definition. Look at you. You keep going back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> when you start thinking about this, okay, how much can you change those odds? How much can you change objective reality? Right. Right. You might be able to – we're back to the whole entire winning the lotto. Oh, if magic really works, all witches would be rich because we'd all be able to win the lotto. <laughs> okay? But let's look at the odds of the lotto and how to win. How much effort does it take just to change those odds by 5% in your favor? How much uh, – 5% of what? Of the odds to win the lotto. Well, that's going to change, I guess, depending on how many people are playing. Right. You know, but they have some typical odds. You can look up the odds right now. I mean, it's like one to some astronomical number. It's like getting, in a, getting struck by lightning in the house you won by Ed McMahon, I think. Yeah. Your thought there is, okay, I can cast a spell and get 5% on my side. Well, when you start looking at the odds there, ooh, having 5% more chance than anybody else really doesn't make you win. Right. You know what I mean? I think you have to play to win as well. And Yeah. I don't know many of us that play. No, because we know there's no sense in it. There's other ways if you want. There, there's more sure ways to get money. Other it might not be... Right. Other avenues to get money. It might not be the level in which you won't, but. Don't you have to ask yourself, why do you need that amount of money? Right. Is really what you got to ask yourself. Why do I need that money? Do I really need that money? Do you need that money? Or do you want yeah. that money? Right. Do I really need 50 altars in my house when one <laughs> does just fine? <laughs> Everywhere. And I need no. that money to buy 50 rooms to put the 50 altars in. The 50 altars in and the fact that I've, over the years, even though it's been a little bit here and a little bit there, I have spent enough on crystals and rocks and stuff to already have bought a car. Mm-hmm. To put on my 50 altars. Mm-hmm. Good-looking crystals you got there. It's a shame you're hungry. So it makes me wonder, how effective are these crystals then? You got all these on your altar and all that, but is it actually changing anything? Well, I guess you could do a spell and manipulate the odds to get them to work. Well, yeah, you can. That's, that's uh, easy. That, but that's easy. <laughs> leave the crystal alone and do the spell. <laughs> yeah. At some point or another, yeah, you're going to have to leave the, you know. So would you believe, you think that that would be the delusional part if they're deluding themselves to think that these rocks are giving them power. Yes. Ooh. You know, those, those who delude Ballsy. themselves, here, I'm going to be even ballsier and probably get us all in trouble and have everybody up in an uproar and people <laughs> doing all sorts of bad comments Texas. going, y'all are so... <laughs> Racist. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. The, real, the real delusion, okay, that's going to make everybody mad, is those who go out and buy spells and these crystals and spend all this money on this stuff thinking that this in and of itself is going to work. Yes. You and know? they do, and they are out there, and, and they're 
and they, they this is the delusional part. You really believe that paying this guy to light a candle mm-hmm. in your honor, five dollars, two dollars. Let's think about that for a minute. Are you sure? I can take a video of myself lighting a bunch of candles up and keep on sending that same video to everybody for like six months before, hopefully before they figure out is the same video over and over again. Okay. So if a person online pays another person $300, let's say, to say your name in their next full moon ritual, that's delusion. Yes. Then it's going to do something. Here's how you find the real witches. All right. When you're talking about spells and stuff like that, it's not going to be the person sitting there going, oh, well, here you need this. You need to say this or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the one that sits back and goes, okay. And what kind of spell would you like to do? Oh, and how do you think that would go? Okay. Well, write that down. Keep going. Huh. Okay, right there's your spell. All right, thank you. Bye. Not realizing that they just wrote their own spell. Well, it came from a real witch, see. Uh, no, it didn't. It came it from you. It has to work. It came from you. It's getting a real witch is going to encourage you to do the spell yourself. Because you sure don't want me to do it for you. I would say, why do you need it? What's your right. problem that you have to have it? Right. You know, I want a better car. Okay, why do you need a spell to do that? Right. Because the fact is, we do work with the physical laws on the physical plane here. Right. At least if you're a muggle and you're asking for a spell. Right. You know, I'm I'm sorry. If you sit there telling me you want a spell for a new car, here's here's going to be my suggestion. Okay, here's what you're going to do. Every time you get your paycheck, you're going to calculate 10% of it. There you go. And put it into a savings account. Mm-hmm. And I want you to do this for the next five years. Yep. It's one of them long-acting spells. It's a long-acting spell. <laughs> and then when you start thinking of it, that, that 10% is probably, on average, the cost of an actual car payment. Mm-hmm. Right? And the longest terms I've seen is what? For buying a car, what, five, five to six years? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that you basically, probably after doing that, could probably go in and lay the money down and pay cash money for a car. Right. Oh, here's a little bit of knowledge. If you go in with cash money into a car dealership, you'll be surprised at how fast they will drop that price. You're talking about being your friend. Mm. You're talking about being your friend. When you walk in there and go, hey, I got like 40000 and some change mm-hmm. here. Of dollars, and I want to, and this is what I want this car for. Yep. Oh, cash? Oh, yeah. Give me the cash. Your best friend now. Hey, you're my best friend now. Yeah, we're going to get that price down real low for you. You're going to trade in this car, you know, whatever. Well, did the spell work? Did the spell work, or was it just the fact that we tricked you into saving? See, it's that that line, magic and delusion. Don't delude yourself (laughs) into thinking things work the same on this physical plane. Well, see, I remember Lord Mann told me about this guy 
whose lover went away on a business trip. Mm-hmm. And this guy shows up and it's just like, okay, no, 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 I need him to come home. And the way he was saying it, first of all, it was like this guy was making it out like this guy had packed up all his shit, moved out, and moved to some foreign Kalamazoo. land. <laughs> right. Come to find out, he went on a business trip and would be back in about three days. What? <laughs> All right, but this guy's having a fit. So here's what Lord Men does. Well, you know, you're going to get two candles. One candle represents you. One candle represents him. And over, and I want you to light them, keep them like three feet apart. I want you to move them halfway mm-hmm. the next night, and then the next night move them another halfway. Which, as soon as they're together, your level will return. Right. And the guy goes, "Well, it'd be three days. He'll be back then. See, it works." It's a, it's a working spell. It's a working spell. That, I like that. I like that. All right. Because real witches are going to try to get you to deal with the problem. Or at least change your focus. Right. You're, we're you know, going you... to try to get you to work on the issue here. The issue is he's gone for three days on a trip. Why do you need him to come back tonight versus in three days? Right. What's the real reason for this? If you have an issue that, you know, he might be fooling around or cheating on your blah, blah, blah. You're uh, casting the wrong spell. You're casting the wrong spell. <laughs> the spell you need to cast, you know, what you need to do is work on y'all's trust and y'all's relationship. Oh, see, I was going to say axe throwing, but sure. Trust <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, again... This is an unfounded fear just because somebody goes on a business trip doesn't necessarily mean that, hey, they're just out of sight, so therefore they must be at an orgy somewhere. Yeah, that does. That's a trust issue. That's a trust issue. Yeah. However, if they are fooling around <laughs> on you, I say you want to spell to acquire weapons cheaply. <laughs> This that would be my spell. I need a spell. I need a battle axe. Oh God, what for? <laughs> no reason. Oh God, can't you just hire a lawyer like a normal person, please? No, 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 no. no. Gotta use battle axe. <laughs> no. I I, I'm not cheating. sure that he's cheating on me. I just want to put it like right above <laughs> the door. Right. It's or right sure beside the door so, I, you know, I can grab it at any time just yeah. to remind him. I love him. <laughs> I, I got this and I love you. Right. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I have this axe to prove it. <laughs> I have this axe to prove it. <laughs> that could just be me. <laughs> it might be. It is possible. <laughs> just saying. But I'm not going to delude just... myself into no. thinking that the magic is actually going to work. You know, I'd have to actually use the axe. Yes. Can't just cast a spell on these things. You know, I mean, and again, you've heard me teach this before. Magic, most magic is very subtle. Yeah. It's not very blatant. Um. You know, it is not this Hollywood... TV hyped up stuff where you cast a spell and lights materialize out of nowhere and blah, blah, blah. It don't happen. 
There's not going to be no thunderclap, no big blue guy popping out of nowhere going, Oh, your wish is granted. Oh, oh you're talking about a genie. I'm like, yeah. blue guy. What blue guy? You're talking oh, about a genie. Blue guy, genie. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Or otherwise, that's a delusion. Right. But we believe that our magic works. Do we believe it? Do we know it? Scientifically, I can back up these reasons how this works. You know, all I can say is in the driving around that I do in my little town, I don't stop for a lot of red lights. Right. <laughs> See, that's subtle. It's subtle. That's subtle. It's subtle. It's subtle. <laughs> or I don't sit quite that long. It still requires effort. Right. You, know? you can't get online and just ask for a spell, someone send it to you in the end. Right. Again, it's a manipulation of the odds. And what you have to, when working with spells and stuff, forget the whole entire, you know, hey, am I manipulating this or am I manipulating that? The answer is yes. There, in some people's minds, are going to be winners and losers. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be that way, but the these things happen anyway. Yeah, they, it's gonna happen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're doing a spell for a job, and there's this wonderful company everybody wants to work for, they get fifty application. Out of them fifty, only one person's going to get the job. Right. Yeah, I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So in some cases. You can sit there and go, okay, well, 49 people lost. Mm -hmm. There's only one job at this particular company. Does that stop these other 49 people going out and finding jobs somewhere else? Okay, what about love? What about it? Casting a spell for love. Not on someone, but just I'm lonely and need somebody, and I'm going to cast a spell. Not my well, perfect mate, but for love to find me. <sighs> Here's where a lot of people screw up on this is sometimes some specifics need to be there on love spells and stuff like that. Sometimes. Yeah. A lot of times. <laughs> if you're a woman and you're, and you're straight and you want to find another guy, it might be good for you to put somewhere on there. Hey, I don't want a gay guy. I don't want to fall in love with a gay guy. No, no. This spell is that love finds you. Love's going to find me. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's still this whole entire thing. If you cast a spell and then sit at home and watch The Bachelor all the time, I doubt you're going to find love. So then you're back to the other definition. You're balancing the physical and right. the... Well, again, you're going to have to go out. You're going to have to go on dating services. You might have to socialize. You might actually have to socialize. You know, right, most I'm people right. who ask me this, I tell them about this place, this website about called Meetup. You go off and do stuff you like with other people you might not know. Oh, Meetup. Is that the website you use? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know I suggest this website? to a lot of people. I suggest this to a lot of people. <laughs> Nobody ever listens to me, though. There's other websites, too. Well, I mean, there are. 
and meetup is not a dating app per se. It's hey, you know, well, I mean, it's groups. So you know, Mm -hmm. if you like to go hiking or camping or do macrame. This is where you find these groups where you can sit down and socialize with other people who like to do these activities. Oh, sure. Because there's nothing safer than going out with a group of people going camping in the woods. Well, yeah. I mean, again, you're going to get to know these people. Yeah. You know. Most personal as they're chopping your body into bits. (laughs) (laughs) You go with that bad attitude. I don't like other. There's other groups out there. But again, you're going out, you're you're meeting these people. I think you got a higher a better chance of finding somebody like this than versus going on what Grinder or TikTok oh, or people on Grinder. <laughs> or um or any of these other dating apps. Because it's going to be more organic. Organic. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely organic. <laughs> Versus going to go see, say, then going on to a dating app, you know, swipe left, right, whatever. Organic. Yeah, it's organic. You know what you're getting into this, and, you know, you're going to be. Okay. So if you're doing that, you would cast a spell to manipulate the odds to not be chopped up into bits. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, again, you're assuming people are going to go out there. Oh, well, never mind. I said, I was thinking use common sense, but you know. We're talking about people. Some people won't do that. Oh, yeah. We need to sue him. I listened to his podcast. He suggests meet up. I went on to a, and they chopped me up with an axe. Right. Because, you know, I didn't like, you know, read the fine print there or try to meet these people in a public area. You know, or take your axe with you. See, this axe or is going on a camping trip. <laughs> take your double-bladed, don't cast a spell, take your double-bladed axe. Your you battle know. axe. Every good witch should have one. Join us next week as we continue the conversation. Thank you for listening to Pagan Coffee Talk. I hope you join us next week. We travel down this trodden path, a maze of stone and mire. Just hold my hand as we pass by a sea of blazing pyres. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks. And so it is the end of our days, so walk with me till morning breaks.